0: Sabre team is proud to present Worthy of Recognition, a look at the names and faces that make Star Wars an unforgettable experience and an integral part of our lives. Hey everybody, welcome back to Worthy of Recognition, where we take a look at the names and faces that shape our Star Wars experience and with me this week is one of the powerful friends, one of our more recent powerful friends. It's Matthew Salvatore, everybody. Matthew, say hi. Hello there. How you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing well yourself.
0: Uh, we're doing okay. Looking forward to spring and uh, looking forward to solo, which is coming out in just over a month's time. it's a, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan as if as if there's a bad time to be a Star Wars fan, just that now we're just drinking from the fire hose and it's gonna get so much worse or better depending on your point of view
1: yeah it's gonna be awesome i'm just thinking about all the legos i'm
0: gonna to have to buy <laughs> oh boy well let, let's start there before we get into the show let's start with your legos i want to talk about this so matthew is making a little bit of a name for himself out there on youtube with your stop motion animations of lego so you do some star wars stuff some marvel stuff dc uh, lord of the rings and they are awesome
1: Thank you. Really, really really
0: Cool. Uh, Give us the brief rundown of how you, how you, your process, how you create these things.
1: How I create them. Yes. Uh, So usually it starts out with an idea, uh, an inspiration, and I decide to build off of that. And so I build, usually the first thing that I end up doing is I end up building the set. Um, so I'll build the background and all of the scenery and stuff like that. And then I won't really plan out what the characters will do in the set because everything always looks different when you're looking at it through the camera. So usually used to be, I used to plan out what they were going to do, but when I got to the camera portion, I'd have to change it all because it just, it didn't look right. And so, um, usually I take about a thousand 1200 pictures per video which is ends up being about three minutes total with like end credits and stuff like that and um it's been kind of a interesting process um i usually put on podcasts while i take pictures you know just kind of work through that and that's always been a big help especially uh i remember I remember listening to every podcast that I was doing while I was taking each video. So I'm like, oh, that's the I was listening to Tumbling Saber when I did the uh, Battle of Scarif, uh video. So it's just kind of <laughs> neat that nice. I, I was I have that. Um, but it, um, so then after that, I'll take all the pictures and then I'll import them to my Mac and I will put them all together. Music. Sound probably takes me the longest just cuz um i add different layers of sound and i have to tweak it a little bit and if i add my voice in there it's even more cuz i don't like you know i don't like just sounding like me so i try to tweak that a little bit too and then music's fun i've been i've been experimenting with some more uh uh retro music i did that with my tron video so it was it was been it's been a fun process it's it's time consuming but but it's it's something i i actually really love to do
0: you have to love it in order to do it, right? Like it's—it's. It's, I think about all the work that you put into this, twelve hundred to fourteen hundred pictures. Yes, uh, it's uh its quite extensive. <laughs> now those are those are. So when you t- when you're taking your pictures, you must also go through shots that you're like, ah, I don't quite like that one. Oh so no, yes, I. <laughs> that must I can make does that inflate the the total number of pictures you take.
1: Usually, usually, uh, I delete the picture if I don't like it right then. Um, but if I kept it, I would have been I made, uh, an entire movie of pictures of my hand. Cause sometimes the camera will go off while my hand's in the shot. <laughs> I could do a hand modeling kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, I have, I use, um, I, I probably, well, sometimes I'll, I'll shoot a whole scene. And I'll realize that it it doesn't look good or that I did something wrong with the lighting or uh, there was a piece um, outside, uh, like a chair or something that got caught in it. So I'd have to I have to scrap the whole thing because that's all I can focus on is that one piece that shouldn't be there.
0: Yeah, it's easy to go like Stanley Kubrick on the whole thing and just obsess over the tiniest details, right?
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, sometimes I'll have like uh, I'll drop a brick in the background and it's not supposed to be there and then a minute later it'll be gone. So like it'll <laughs> pop in and then it'll pop out. Some mystery brick.
0: Well, who could fault you with thousands of bricks on the screen? Yeah. Who's gonna notice <laughs> if one's out of place?
1: For sure, for sure. It's it's a fun process though, for sure.
0: Now, how long does it take typically to put one of these together? Hmm
1: uh, typically uh building building Usually if I for a longer video it takes me about two like two work periods of taking the actual photos uh, one to build the set uh, one to do the sound and then one to kind of edit it all together so usually it takes me about uh, when I get out of work or I'm done with school I'll do uh, about five maybe five or six days just to kind of get it all kind of all locked down like um, right now I'm working on a video for Uh, Bradley, Bradley asked if he, um, if I could do the gladiator scene in, uh, with Russell Crowe. So, um, I just got some Legos in today. They just came in the mail and I got a Roman Emperor and a gladiator figure. So I'm going to, I've already built the set and, uh, I've been working on something to do with the tiger. So I'm just kind of all getting all the pieces together and I'm getting ready to sit down and, and, uh, shoot the, uh, movie, but I did have original set. I broke that one up because I didn't like it. And I built a new one. So I have all the pieces and I'm just getting ready to probably start filming soon. I'm going to watch the video on YouTube a couple more times just so I can kind of get where all the movements are going. Hopefully wow. get it all kind of collected. It really is a,
0: but I'm, a complicated process. Like, it, again, it's probably one of those things where people don't think about all the work that goes in. But you're, you're choreographing, you're, you're director of photography, you're you're the editor –
1: yeah, it's kind of like a, a one man one man show. Uh, my brother helps me sometimes too, so it kind of works out. But <laughs> for the most part, yeah, it's, uh, it's all one man op.
0: <laughs> wow. So, how much do you buy? Just like generic boxes of Lego with just with with random parts, or are you buying specific sets?
1: Well, it depends. Um, sometimes I'll buy a specific set and I'll just take the pieces from it, and I won't ever build it um, because I just want the pieces. But Uh, recently, um, uh, I went to the Lego shop online and you can buy bricks just, you know, individually. And so I loaded up a whole cart of just regular, we call them two by four bricks, but they're just uh, regular building block bricks. And I bought a whole bunch of dark gray ones and, um, I built my, uh, bat cave for Batman out of it. And I, uh, it's, ooh, I don't know. It's probably about, I'm looking at it right now it's probably two feet uh two feet long two feet wide and about a foot tall so it's it's pretty massive but each is i bought those with each individual little brick so that i could build the whole kind of a dark aesthetic of it all
0: super cool man mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you'll have to do a behind-the-scenes video at one point to show us exactly how this how this all comes together, so we all appreciate yeah. it exactly how it's supposed to be.
1: I took some uh, behind-the-scenes. I usually don't take behind-the-scenes pictures, but I did take some of my Lord of the Rings uh, video of Gandalf, and I was just taking pictures of how I built the set and and so how I like how I got the the dark abyss under it was I built the set and then I put it on top of two shoe boxes, and then I had uh, a black T-shirt under it. And that's how uh that's how I showed that there was this whole big chasm and stuff. So I was, that one was difficult because I was balancing this whole thing on two two empty shoe boxes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, whatever works, right?
1: Yeah, right for sure.
0: Have you ever had an on set accident? Knocked over a piece of a set, smashed something, and decided, oh no. Yeah, I've,
1: I've done some I've done some pretty bad stuff. One time <laughs> I, I was I was carrying my L A T gunship over the set, and I I it was i built this whole support system and it just gave way and it just came crashing down on all the guys under it it was such an, and so i had to i had to look at the picture that i took before so that i could get everyone right back to where they used to be cuz you know i didn't want like someone jumping like five bricks ahead oh it was a nightmare that's to put the gunship back together too so that was oh. fun <laughs> Oh no.
0: so yeah. add like continuity uh, editor
1: yeah. Well, oh my god. It's so difficult um uh when when you're so sometimes I'll come back and I'll add a scene in. Um I think I did that with my uh Battle of Scarif. I added a scene where Vader landed in his shuttle and I was trying to find a good place to put it, but it always kind of to me seems a little out of place and I just can't imagine how it must be to do like reshoots on a film like Rogue One and make it all come out looking seamless. Uh, that must be like a nightmare.
0: A logistical nightmare. Like If you've seen oh, um, The Director and the Jedi, which is the, the uh, feature-length documentary on the Blu-ray for The Last Jedi, it's, it's really eye-opening in that respect that you see how many moving parts there are. When it comes to making a movie on like on the scale of a Star Wars, just the schedules that have to be coordinated, moving, uh, building sets, and and getting people in place, it's just a nightmare, an oh absolute gosh. nightmare. I, I would, I, I would couldn't lose imagine.
1: it. Oh my god! I I I'd go white. I'd, oh my gosh,
0: the stress! Imagine. Like, I, I look at at Ram Bergman, who's who's the producer for Ryan Ryan Johnson's movies, and I figured that guy must be about really in reality about twenty one years old but he looks like he's yeah. in his mid forties. Like it's, uh, he just, it's like, the. Uh,
1: it must be like becoming president, especially with such like a, such a thing like imagine like the last Jedi or, or what JJ had to go through bringing star Wars back. Just not only do you have to coordinate that, but you also have to deal with the weight of all fan expectations. Uy, uy, uy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, with a massive fandom like that, there's no way you'll make everybody happy. So you just tell the story that works for you. Mm, for sure. Like, I don't know. If I've, if you were asked to like direct a Star Wars movie, would you?
1: Like, if you had a story and you thought you could do it, would you?
0: I th- oh, boy. It's tough, right? Like, I think somebody asked Kevin Smith that question one time, and he just said – I think he kind of he, – he sat there and thought about it. And I don't want to quote him, but I, I think he said he wouldn't do it. I think, he, I think he feels like you kind of have to if you get that chance, but I think he feels like that's it's just too much responsibility. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't want to cop out on the question. Because I also don't really want to see how the sausage gets made.
1: That's so true.
0: You know, I don't. I don't want to hear about who dislikes who. I don't want to hear about any drama on set. I just want to see like this beautiful star wars picture presented to me in bits and pieces leading up to the film and then opening night i get this finished polished apple i don't want to see the the, the warts and all that stuff you know
1: yeah that's such a good answer that is so true though isn't it it's kind of like your uh, the the you know your dream and then you know you don't want to see the behind the scenes for sure that makes such sense
0: yeah, like for for example, like let's say that you worked with Mark Hamill and this is your idol growing up. This is Luke Skywalker. You see Mark Hamill in public and he just seems like the best guy ever. And then you work with him and let's just say he turns out to be the biggest a-hole and he's a he's a nightmare to deal with. Like oh, that's, that's ruined forever, right? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. For the rest of your life, every time you see that face, you're like, ugh. That's that guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh no. So, and know. then, you
0: know, when you- that's so true. Huh. Anyway, let's let's jump into worthy of recognition here. Let's let's start first with your Star Wars origin story. When did you first get into Star Wars and how how have you gotten to the point where you're at now?
1: Okay, so
0: I have been a Star
1: Wars fan since since as long as I can remember. I always remember Vader was Luke's father and I don't remember what order I saw them in. I just remember always knowing the story. Um, I remember, I see it. The first Star Wars movie that I saw in theaters was Revenge of the Sith. Um, so it kind of has like this big nostalgia button for me. Um, but I, for me, it's always kind of been this, this story that I've always, always loved. And it's even when I, um, I go see other movies or I, I you know, I, be a part of other fandoms star wars is kind of that rock fandom that that i've always really just kind of held on to and um it just it's it's interesting though because uh like i was talking with uh david on Tatooine sons is um for a while i stepped away um from star wars not not like i was angry at it or grudging against it it's just it was i I found other interests and i was moving on and it was at a time when star wars was kind of at that that um, dead zone right after the clone wars and nothing really was happening. Um, so I, you know, uh, so when the movies came back, I was obviously super excited. Um, and it wasn't until, till till I saw the last Jedi that I really, really returned to um, Star Wars fandom and I'm back in a big way. And um I'm kind of actually mad at myself for stepping away. Um, Cause I feel like I, I just, I miss so much because um, now I'm like I'm I'm on I'm on Amazon looking for uh, the Rogue One Legos that came out because I didn't I didn't buy any when they were in you know actually in the store so I'm buying them after the fact and so I kind of wish that I I kind of stayed but um, I'm you know I'm glad to be glad to be back and that. you know it works it worked out I guess
0: yeah I mean my story kind of mirrors yours in that. Once *Revenge of the Sith* came out, you know, I, I not that I backed away from Star Wars. It's always been super near and dear to my heart. But there was with so little going on, I wasn't really active online with it anymore. And the Clone Wars was just you know a half hour once a week. I'd watch that, and I you know, my I would talk to my wife about it or or my brother, and that would be it. It was kind of done with, and that's the way it stayed for for a long time. And then that, that series ended. And it's like, okay, well, what's next? And then I think later that – I think that was 2012, I think, when Clone Wars ended. And then at the, in fall of that year, the Disney announcement came, and that was it. That, that just kind of – like a strong wind just blew blowing everything else out of my life.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, I am so grateful that Disney actually purchased Star Wars because I don't think we would have gotten any more if it wasn't.
0: Well, I know that George had a bunch of potential candidates lined up. I, I know he was thinking of Sony and Comcast as well, that if Disney talks didn't go anywhere, that those were two other companies that could potentially afford to buy the, the property. Uh, but but uh, Disney was always first in his mind, and he, he made it work with them. Cause I, there was a working relationship anyway. Right. But super interesting that there were other possibilities. And I, I I'm loving what Disney is doing, or I'm loving what Lucasfilm is doing, in the Disney era. But what scares me is what would have happened (laughs) if Sony or Comcast had gotten their hooks onto Star Wars. Like, who knows where we'd be at right now.
1: Oh, man. Oof, geez, that's like one of those one-if parallel universe multiverse questions, right?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, usually I'm down to see that answer, but I don't know that I'd want to see what Sony and Comcast would be doing to us right now.
1: I don't think it would be all that different i would hope uh last jedi would probably be a little different um i don't know yeah i, I guess it would be different
0: it, I I, I, well, it's hard to say because i mean as, as much as people like to you know rag on disney for ruining star wars i really don't think disney is as hands-on as people think on a day-to-day basis and so if sony and comcast followed suit then maybe we'd be right where we are
1: I don't think anybody would be satisfied, whether it was Sony or Comcast or anything. I think eventually people would just kind of be negative towards it because it never was the, you know, I mean, people are still angry at the prequels because they weren't what the OT was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's funny because a lot of The Last Jedi's marketing was this is not going to go the way you think and about killing the past and all this stuff. And it's like people, they're talking to you. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. they're talking to characters, but this this is messaging directed at us, and um, mm-hmm. it, it seems that a lot a large section of of fans didn't quite heed the message, which is okay. Yeah, you know, people will get it on their own time or not. But anyway, super mm-hmm. interesting story. Yeah. Everybody's got a, a very different origin story with Star Wars, and it speaks to the longevity of Star Wars that you can walk away for, from it for a while. And come back to it, and be bigger than ever into it.
1: Yeah, it is. That's fantastic about it, isn't
0: it? It's super amazing. Um, all right, then. Well, then let's let's take a look at your four faces of Star Wars. The people who have most shaped your experience with Star Wars. Who's who? And it's in no particular order, so you don't uh, don't feel pressured to say, well, this this person's number four, and it's it's carefully cultivated that way. Uh, so let us have it. Give give us the first name on your list.
1: Okay. The first name on my list would be Jonah. He's my brother. Um, we've been star Wars fans together through this whole mess. And we, we really kind of, I mean, before we were able to kind of interact with, uh, you know, outside of just ourselves, we would always be throwing star Wars theories at each other, uh, playing star Wars video games or Legos. And it's, it's always been kind of, uh, where we've connected most, I think, um, uh, my brother's a lot smarter than me, so it's kind of something that we have this like connection with that really, really kind of bonded us together as kids. And we were able just to kind of, you know, check into this reality you know, this this fantasy and just really kind of, really kind of bond as brothers. And it's always been kind of our thing. You know, we go see the movies together, and uh, we talk about theories together. Um, He's not as big, uh, as a Star Wars fan as I am, um, anymore, but he still really enjoys the, the, uh, the whole fantasy, uh, of it all. And he's always been the one that, um, he always liked the villains in Star Wars and I always liked the heroes. And so, uh, he would have, we would, uh, we would go halves on a a Lego set or on a toy and he'd get the villains and I'd get the, uh, um, the heroes. So if we ever wanted to play, we'd have to bring, you know, <laughs> our our uh, our villains and our heroes together and stuff like that. So it's always been kind of fun that we've uh we've been able to share this, you know, it's it's really it's kind of like our thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Um as you, as you know well and everybody knows like my brother's been really the, the one through line for me I, throughout my my 30 something years of of loving Star Wars. Yeah, it's it's great to have somebody with you that is so close to you that you can share that with. Because, like it or not, that person is going to be with you until you leave this planet. So, it's it's <clears> good to have for sure. to share it with that person, if anything. Yeah, definitely. Now, Did you guys you guys have any uh, special experiences uh, cinematically, or any any strange Star Wars experience that you've had together, or is it just typically ah we played with toys and we we threw theories at each other.
1: Mm, let's see anything fun. Oh, I don't know if there's anything. Uh, yeah, I guess nothing really out of the ordinary. It's kind of all been very much, um, you know, very by the book. I guess not. Nothing. Nothing shocking ever happened to us. Although, although there was. Uh, I I was spoiled in the Last Jedi that that Luke and Snoke died. Oh um, no! And. And he wasn't, and um, so I kept pestering him like, because it was weighing on me. I mean, we were gonna—I was spoiled the day before, um, and so we were gonna go see it. And I go, "Do you want me to just to tell you the 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 spoiler?" He goes, "No." And it was just, oh, it was so awful <laughs> knowing. It was so awful knowing that Luke and Snoke was gonna die, and of course I knew it. And so like when the movie set it up, and it was it it kind of hinted that Snoke was gonna get off in that scene. I, I knew it was coming, but I it was just, I was sitting right next to him in the theater and he's like, he he literally let out this, no. And I was just, and I'm like, yep, yeah, that's gonna happen. So I, I was, I really wanted to tell him, but I didn't spoil it for him.
0: I should have. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you the older brother? No, I'm the youngest. Oh yeah. yeah, the younger brother just wants to spoil things for the older, I get it. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: he did have this uh I go I told him I go, "Oh, I'll, uh, I'll just tell you the spoiler in the movie theater." And he goes, "No, just just yell it out to everyone in the theater." <laughs> he goes, "See if you can make it back to your car."
0: <laughs> have, have that Homer Simpson moment.
1: Yeah, oh yes. I can't believe Luke is uh son, Darth Vader's son.
0: <laughs> Absolute classic oh. moment.
1: Oh gosh. Have you have you ever spoiled anybody?
0: Not that I can remember. I don't think. I, I know in the podcast, numerous times, we've had to stop Corey, like, on the show. St- no, no, stop. Stop. <laughs> and it, it's not necessarily on Star Wars. It could be some other movie that we're talking about or, like, something. What, some, other, some other TV show or movie. And we're like, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> he just wants to get it out there. We're like, no, I know you're excited, but just hold just me and wait. my
1: me and my brother spoiled the entire plot of Revenge of the Sith to a friend of ours. Oh no! <laughs> well, we we asked him. We asked him if you know if he wanted to know what happened, and you know he he obviously knew that you know Anakin became Vader. But I'm like, yeah. And then General Grievous had four arms, and then was we you know. And I just we just yeah, we we spoiled the whole movie for him. I think we took him scene by scene
0: at the end, and then we're like, well, enjoy the movie. <laughs> you've already seen it but enjoy
1: yeah 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 but it was yeah so we spoiled that for him but yeah Yeah, that's pretty funny all
0: right (laughs) that's that's a strong start (laughs) all right so who's the second name on your list
1: okay my second name would have to be the commonwealth um I don't think I would be the star Wars fan that I am right now without you guys. Um, it's, it's really nice. Just, uh, you know, listening to a podcast, you know, every week, just talking about star Wars and it kind of just, it charges your star Wars fandom meter every time. And, you know, it's good to hear people talk about it in a positive light and it's good to hear people throw theories out. Cause you know, um, like, uh, Bradley's, uh, his, his daughter's question about the Tantive four with the, uh, the 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 hyperspace tracking sure blew it blew my mind because I I, you know I never read that that's exactly what happened I'm like oh yeah how does that work and so it's really nice just to kind of interact especially with uh you know just uh the Commonwealth in general I have I get a kick listening to uh to all the the, I listen to the majority of the shows on the Commonwealth and it's just it's really nice to kind of have that because I don't I don't think I would be the, the Star Wars fan that I was without him, because I, uh, I came out of The Last Jedi and I was really mixed about it. And, um, I, I wanted to, you know, to see what other people were thinking about it. And of course, everywhere else you look, all the comment sections are just, you know, the majority of them were, you know, the squeaky wheel, you know. And so I wanted to get, find something that had, uh, level heads. And so I found, I found Talk Star Wars first. And I was hooked on the first episode. I had a great time. And that moment when I when I started playing the episode, um, you know, they had the music and just all that. All that kind of just kind of flooded all back. And it was nice to hear people that were um, in love with Star Wars, not because they loved the new movie, but just because they it was the whole encompassing of Star Wars is something that they loved. And so it reminded me that, um i love star wars you know for the moments in the past and that i don't need i don't need the newer movies or anything else to kind of keep me there when i have the ones
0: you know what i mean there's well there's so, what's cool about star wars now the way it's growing that you can you can split it up into any any configuration that suits you best so if it's the OT, great. And all the things circling the OT, perfect. If you like comics, you can just get into it for comics. And there are people out there who only read Star Wars comics. Novels, same deal. Like there's there's no shortage of ways for you to engage with Star Wars now as opposed to, you know, uh, even as soon as 20 years ago. All you had was the the, the OT and then the prequels which were about to hit. Beyond that, there were some crappy video games. And dark horse comics, right, right, right but is and, and of course le- legend novels, but it's just exploded. there's There's no shortage of ways for you to engage with it if if the movies aren't your thing.
1: right, right, for sure.
0: And yes, we you know the, the, we strive at the Commonwealth. We wanted to kind of bring together as many different uh, voices and different styles of shows. So I'm glad that uh, we're we're obviously very glad that that you found us and and that you've caught, you've, you've found the plot (laughs) that we do. We, we definitely tried to get the best people that we could find in the network. So thanks, man. Thanks for mentioning the Commonwealth.
1: No, for sure. You guys have, you guys have helped me tremendously.
0: And yeah, we, we do try to keep it uh, mostly level headed. We do have our moments where we get a little bit nuts, but um, yeah,
1: Yeah, a good rant here and there is always a good thing.
0: Yeah, but (laughs) like Star Wars just drives everything that we do. You know, I think that would be common for all nine shows, obviously. But yeah, it's just it's the medium just lends itself so well to engaging with fans globally. It's 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 been fantastic connecting with people everywhere. Mm,
1: Definitely for sure.
0: All right, so we have your brother. And we have the Commonwealth. Okay. So let's see face name or face number three.
1: Okay. So I'm going to loophole it
0: Uh and
1: yeah. Thank you, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So for, for my loophole, it would probably be, um, I guess the, the, the merchandise that goes with star Wars, um, mostly the Legos. Um, I, it's it's something that I guess
0: Carlos I guess is nodding all, right now. For all of my
1: yeah, <laughs> for all of my fandoms whether it's uh, Lord of the Rings or Halo or something, I always have Legos to go with it. And so since Star Wars is probably one of my biggest fandoms that I'm a part of, I have um an unbelievable unhealthy amount of Star Wars Legos. Um but uh it's you know, they're they're just, you know, they're they're kind of the uh, the the glue that holds my uh, Star Wars fandom together because, um, like with your guys's collecting updates, you guys talk about the uh, six uh, inch series and stuff like that. And for me, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Where I like collecting, but I also I I obviously open them and I play with them. But um, it's just kind of I guess it kind of reminds me of the movie. And every time, you know, I have a new set and just hearing those pieces rattle in the box just kind of reminds me of Star Wars. Um, like right now, I'm looking at a um, assortment of some of my, because uh, I keep them all organized by, uh, I keep all my minifigures organized. And so I have a, an entire box of clone troopers. And in the box, there is roughly about let's see, 114 clone troopers different varieties um yeah i got phase two phase one bomb squad gunner pilots all sorts of stuff so there's about 114 and i have about eight different obi-wan kenobis oh my god i
0: didn't even know there were that many
1: well you got to get for you got to get uh episode two obi-wan episode three obi-wan episode one obi-wan and then old ben oh yeah it's uh it's quite the uh Quite the ordeal.
0: Yeah, I guess but, it uh, would be. And then I guess once you mix in the the Clone Wars or any animated version of, I guess you get to mm-hmm. eight pretty quickly.
1: Yep, yep, yep. It's uh, it's it's definitely. I don't know. I don't know if it's it's kind of taken on a life of its own. Where now, now I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to cut back, but then I see the you know I see the Millennium Falcon. And then I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. And then Carlos comes on. He goes, "Well, I was thinking about the Millennium Falcon." I'm like, "Dang it! You had to bring it up." Now I got to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's it, yeah. But no, definitely. Uh, like I remember when I was little, uh, my parents bought me um, some of my first Star Wars Legos, and for the majority, I still have them all, and they just kind of take me back to to you know the the whole the whole fandom of it all and i really enjoy it so um definitely legos are definitely a huge part of of my fandom in star wars
0: they are so much fun (laughs) i I can absolutely see how that could be possible i don't have personally i don't have a ton of star wars lego my kids have a bunch of the little battle packs like the little mini vehicles um and you know i've built that those all those little ships and and vehicles with them and it's so much fun and then last weekend i bought the the han solo speeder from the the upcoming movie and i you know it took me a couple hours to put that together but you know on and off and the kids want to get involved it was just it was just so much fun
1: it is isn't it and i think uh recently um on some of the bigger sets um, they'll give you more than more than one instruction book and they'll label the the bag so more than one person can be involved in the the building process so like instruction book two might take off from bag three and it builds something totally separate so it kind of allows uh, get more involved in the building of it all
0: hmm that's me and pretty that is me pretty and my, cool
1: me and my brother usually do that. He'll take book two and I'll take book one and we'll kind of divide the the bags and we'll start building.
0: That's so cool. Do you have a favorite Lego mm-hmm. set or one that was just particularly fun to put together? Ooh, jeepers.
1: I think one of my favorite sets is probably the LAT gunship. I have the the uh, the one from the Clone Wars movie. Uh, that one's just one of my favorite sets. Um, it's huge and it was just, it was a really nice build and I've, I've worked a little customization on it just to kind of make it a little different. Cause I didn't like how the, the troop transport was designed. So I kind of fixed that a little bit, made it so it could hold more clones. Um, but that's one of my favorites. Uh, but for me, usually I buy, I usually end up buying the set just for the figures just cause I don't know, you know, like, like recently, which is, it blew my mind. Um a couple weeks ago I got my first C3PO. Um I was <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I've had ri have had R2D2 for I don't know 13 years and I got my first C3PO 2 weeks ago. And it was so cool. <laughs> and it was so cool. I I I reunited them, you know? I I they're set together now and they're off in their own little like display area and I got C3PO and R2 and I'm like, "Yes!" They're and together, yes, it's complete. It's done. So, but yeah, no. The...
0: What about the, this? Is something that I've kicked myself over because I've I've always sort of been close to putting to, to pulling the trigger on on Lego sets, and this goes back several years now. Um, so I, I feel like I've missed some opportunities on some great ships. My most my white whale now is is the Ghost. I remember Mm, seeing mm -hmm. that on shelves going, that's a cool looking ship. I bet you that would be really fun to build. And I just, I I, I took it for granted that I would always have a chance to get it. And then you know, before I know it, it's gone and it's discontinued and I'll probably never see it again. So I kick myself every day that I didn't, (laughs) I didn't buy the ghost when I had the chance. But what about you? Do you have any, any white whales, anything you've missed that you said, damn it, I should have bought that when I had the chance.
1: Yes, I do. It was the, uh, I guess it's the, all the old Republic Star Wars Legos. I missed out on them because, uh, when they were released, um, I'm like, I don't know who these guys are. And now, uh, now I, now I kick myself every day that, you know, I missed out on Darth Malgus and all that, all those guys. And so, you know, you can find them on Amazon, but the, the price point is, is unbelievable. Um, I've I've come very close to pulling the trigger on uh, Darth Malgus's uh, Sith starship. I've come very close. I've had it in the cart, and then I just like I just ah, uh, it's
0: can't justify so, it.
1: So yeah, I guess not. Uh, well, you know, you know, you'll you'll start doing it, and you'll start justifying it in your head, and you're like, well, don't worry, you'll make a stop motion video of it, and it'll be great. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. And then I'm like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. No, I can't do that. Because right now, I think it sits at $170. Mm. And to be, to be honest, you're not getting much. Um, you're getting, you know, you're getting a starship, but for me, I like, I like the spaceships, but I've always been more of a fan of the, the, the groundship vehicles just because they're, they're easier to use and stuff. Um, especially for stop motion. Um, but I've, yeah, i really, I really kicked myself for not getting all those guys because they're, they're really, they're really awesome figures. Cause I, I really start, started loving the, uh, the, uh, old Republic in a big way. So I, yeah, I kicked myself for not getting those guys. Maybe one day I'll, I'll track them down.
0: I didn't even know they did old Republic star Wars Lego.
1: Oh yeah. There's, there's about, uh, five, five or six of them. Wow. Yeah yeah that's that's one era of
0: star wars i never got into but obviously i know that there's a big big chunk of fandom that love that era but i had no clue that they put lego to that to that era amazing
1: yeah i know i i missed it and so now i'm always disappointed
0: do you collect anything else or is you are you actually disciplined enough unlike me to uh to, to you know can you focus on one thing or do you have your fingers in other pies
1: I do collect the majority uh the majority of stuff that I collect I- is Lego. Um I do collect uh MegaBlocks, which is very similar but they're different in respects. Um uh I'm a huge fan of the video game Halo and so MegaBlocks does the Halo line. You know, they make sets for the Halo vehicles and stuff. And so I've I've collected a fair bit of those. Uh quite a bit actually. Not as much as Star Wars, but I've I've definitely eclipsed quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I'm not, other than that, I don't think I really collect a lot of other s- – no, nah, I don't. No, nope. it's mainly just Legos.
0: That's good, man. I'm, you know, I've I've been trying to like box myself in, and I can't do it. So I'm I'm glad to no, know it, it's inspirational for me to know that it can be done. You can focus.
1: yeah i think for me it's just because um lego has its hand in pretty much everything so um it's i like i have star wars legos and lord of the rings legos and it's just you know it kind of hits all the major cylinders for me so
0: i think my parents are very fortunate that lego did not have any of these licenses when i was a kid Boy, for me, Lego when I was a kid was was just the basics. There was no. It was. I feel like it, you got like white, yellow, red, green, blue bricks, <laughs> and there was like four right, different right. sizes, and you. That's it. Obviously, it was more elaborate than that, but Lego back back in my day was just so simple, and now it's 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 just just so cool and so ah, oh, there's so much fun. I. You're making me want to go out and buy more right now.
1: Yeah, I know it's it's an addiction. What do you call it? Um, plastic crack.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: it's, it's 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 awful. It's awful. Oh gosh.
0: Well, I, I, I've mentioned on the, on the main podcast before that I I there was my local Walmart had three Y wings dropped from I think seventy four seventy five dollars regular down to fifty bucks. Oh no. And I just like, that's a pretty good price. It's probably not going to go down any further. And I said, I'll just wait. And really, what I really wanted from that box was the Raddus figure. Oh, I know. I've seen that one. And I just, oh. I waited and, you know, a few weeks turned into, you know, six or seven weeks. And then there was two boxes left and then one box left. And then now there's nothing. And It's all over.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. It leaves you with this sour feeling in the pit of your stomach.
0: Yeah, it it kind of does. Like, but I, I had my chance, so I only have myself to blame. I had many mm-hmm. many chances.
1: Yep, I've I've heard that.
0: <laughs> yep,
1: I, I I can definitely attribute to that. There's a there's actually you know, for all of the Star Wars Legos that I own, there is a ton that I've missed. Um, I I missed a while back. They did the uh, they did like a, a Revenge of the Sith. Um. Uh, like a, a second wave of Revenge of the Sith Legos, and they did like a um, a Mace Windu fighting the Chancellor set in his in his office with all the other Jedi. I missed that one. I'm, oh, I kick
0: myself so bad for not getting that set.
1: Palpatine looks so cool. That's a cool sounding
0: set. Yeah, yeah. Never even noticed that, but now I'm I'm, I'm paying a lot more attention to Lego now. Like not only because my kids love it, but Carlos is, is talk, talks about it a lot on the show, so. Now, inst- like when I go into a Walmart or a Toys R Us, not only am I walking through the action figure section, but I'm also taking a detour to the Lego section now. Because now, now, like my eyes are just going all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. For sure. May May the f- Lord have mercy on our wallets.
1: I know. And the boxes. The boxes are so nice. <laughs> it's like oh,
0: packaging I- is such a huge deal now in everything from headphones mm-hmm. to. Even phone cases now come in, like, yeah. decent packaging. It's so strange. It's part of the Apple experience. Probably
1: start, Apple probably started that.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they made packaging a big deal. The unveil, the and, unboxing thing. It's probably uh, their they have fault, too. Good,
1: They have such good boxes, though.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, most of the things are pretty good. For sure. All right, so bring us home, Matthew, the fourth and final name on your list.
1: I guess the Fourth and final name on my list would have to go to my parents um they're not huge star wars fans uh, my dad is actually kind of a star trek fan
0: mm. <laughs> but What's yeah a little, uh, little rivalry in the household
1: yeah so we do we do kind of go a little back and forth because he's more on the uh, science of it all where I'm more of the uh flashlights but um they're they've always been. Uh, especially when I was younger, you know, they, uh, for my birthday, they'd always buy me, uh, Star Wars Legos or take us to go see the movies. And it was just, it was, ah, it's just, it's really nice that they, they took the time to kind of, I guess, grow my fandom in a way. Um, you know, like they still kind of understand that I'm still a huge Star Wars fan, even though I'm 21, you know, <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, you know, but it's, it's, you know, they've, they've always been there to kind of,
0: just to kind of help me out through it, you know it's 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 nice, yeah no i I know what you mean because i feel like when as a kid, my parents were obviously there, they were to to buy us the toys and bring home the movies, and that that was great, but I feel like at some point they thought that we would just leave that behind, and sure enough, when I so you know hit twelve thirteen years old, I still love the movies, and I would still watch them like crazy, but the toys they they just got lost or they got thrown out. And I feel like my parents probably just thought, oh, this is just the natural way of things. He's growing out of toys. Goodbye, toys. And then the mid-90s came around, and they started relaunching this stuff. And I just started getting back into it. And I think they, they may have been like, wait a sec. I thought you were done with toys. You're 16 or, or whatever it was. I was like, yeah, 17 or so. You're getting back into toys? What? And as I get older, yeah, yeah. they still see that I'm getting sicker and sicker by the day and they're just like okay whatever and they're they're f- like fully back in they they know i'm podcasting all the time and they know i still collect and i'm still completely nuts for this they don't understand why but they do uh, accept and uh, in some ways enable it
1: yeah for sure i still have i still have the majority of lego sets they bought me when i was when i was a kid i i think my first The first Lego set that uh, I have is the – I have one of the original TIE Fighters um, that came out, I guess, in 1999. And it came with uh, a light-up Darth Vader and a TIE Fighter pilot. And I still have it. It's on my shelf. But um, it's really nice that they kind of took the time to – You know, and and they were very good about, you know, having me preserve it, you know, they were like, well, you know, keep the box and make sure you don't break it up, you know, you know, keep it. And I, you know, especially when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I can build something better. But I'm glad, you know, (laughs) they're like, they're like, they said, no, no, keep it the way it is. You'll you'll be, you'll be happier that way. And I, for sure, I'm definitely glad I never broke that up because it's a very nice set.
0: Yeah. And like now, now I'll, I'll tell my parents, remember this toy that I had when I was a kid? Remember the box? The box itself is worth a couple hundred bucks now. And they, they're like, their hair just stands up on end.
1: And mm-hmm. if you have the toy and the
0: in the box, it, now it's worth a couple thousand dollars. And they, they just, and poof, they can't believe this stuff. And they're like, sell it, sell it. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, no, God. no.
1: <laughs> From my cold dead hands. My parents are always joking though. they They were always joking with me that they're going to have a, a plastic melting and i'm just going to get all my stuff and melt it all down and i'm like no
0: why would you even make jokes about that <laughs>
1: i know i know it's awful
0: now i just yeah they, it's it's always good to have your parents in your corner for sure like it would you would feel far less comfortable i think in your fandom if you knew that your parents were like could you clear out this lego junk get this out of my house you'd feel mm-hmm, you'd feel mm-hmm. like oh god like i can't indulge in this i can't I can't have this passion of mine. I can't do these stop motions. They're gonna, they're gonna scream and yell at me. Mm-hmm. It was, it was always really nice though, because uh, when
1: a birthday or Christmas was coming up, um, my mom would uh, take my brother and ask him what I wanted, and then she'd ask me what Jonah wanted. And it was really nice that you know she really took a lot of time in making sure that she got the set that that we wanted. And it's, it's always just really heartwarming for me that you know she took all that time for that.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you have a very family-heavy list and some toys in there and the Commonwealth. That's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. All right, so there we go. That is your Mount Rushmore of Star Wars. I'm sure there's there's a lot more faces and names to add to that list, but that is the four. Great stuff, man. Matthew, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Hey, not a problem at all.
0: This has been an absolute blast, and I'm, I'm, I want to have you back on at some point in the future. We'll, I want to talk more about uh, your Lego projects and, and whatever else you've got cooking.
1: For sure. I'd love it.
0: All right. Well, Matthew, thank you once again. Uh, tell people where they can find you on Twitter.
1: Uh, yes, you can find me at, at Salvatore underscore chief, and you can find my stop-motion movies at uh, puregeniusstopmotion.com oh wait no wait. it's pure genius lego stop motion studios i just changed the name but uh give me uh give me a look on there and uh leave me a comment tell me if you like which one
0: awesome and I, i'll put the link to that in the show notes for this for this uh for this podcast so definitely hey, check thanks. it out it's well worth it i'm telling you if you haven't seen matthew's stop motions they are so much fun and you definitely can see the work that goes into those it's awesome but that's it for this week Thank you guys for listening, powerful friends. I wish you all an awesome weekend. Uh, And Matthew, thank you for being one of the powerful friends. Your your support for what we do means an awful lot, and I really, really appreciate it.
1: Hey, not a problem at all. Thank you for having me.
0: It's my pleasure. And there goes Matthew Salvatore. Great, great Star Wars story told. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please take a moment to head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber, where you yourself can become a powerful friend and take part in this podcast and have your Star Wars story told. So if you enjoyed it, do that, and otherwise, we will look forward to speaking to you again on the next episode of the Tumbling Saber podcast.